Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hi, babe. I felt like saying that like Dorit. What's up? It's Diana Jevia. This is another episode of the Believe in Bravo Besties podcast. And of course, I'm your host. I already introduced myself. You were there for it. Listen, today we've got such a fun episode with Samaj. Oh my God, he is the host of the Me I Am podcast. Season one is canceled, okay? This is going to come up later when you listen. He's an East Coast guy like me, an East Coast gal, and we're like very organized. We think things out. So you're going to love this episode. We dish on The Real Housewives, talk a little bit about Summer House, Potomac. He's gone to so many events. Samaj knows everyone. He's the ultimate hype man. But before I bring him in, I want to remind you to follow me on Instagram and TikTok at Diana Jebbia, G-E-B-B-I-A. I have one of those last names I will have to spell out. <laughs> and and Believe Podcast, B-L-E-A-V, on Instagram, as well as Believe Pop Culture. Now, without any further ado, Samaj, you're going to love him. Well, hello, babes. You are in for a treat today because I have your friend, my friend, everyone's friend, Samaj, who comes in hot with, like, the best Bravo opinions of all time. First of all, like, Samaj, I feel like, is the total hype guy, like, so supportive. Like, I'll post something on Instagram and he's like, right up in the comments, right up in the like, like liking the hashtags. Everyone freaking needs a friend like Samaj. So, if you are already not following him, listening to his podcast, like, change your life. We need to talk. Please welcome Samaj. Oh my God, Diana. Thank you so much. I knew I'd get a good intro out of you because, like me, you're a fellow East Coaster. Mm -hmm. So, I knew, you know, you'd have my back. Because, you know, loyalty is very important to us. But wow, that is such a great intro. Thank you so much. Oh, my God. You're so welcome. I love how we have that East Coast connection. Like, one of yes. my favorite conversations we've ever had was when I was telling you we found, a, like, a deli out in L.A. And you're like, oh, was someone's yes. angry uncle behind the counter? And I'm like, that's how you know a good deli. Like It's going to be good food. Yeah. Listen up, people who are not fortunate enough to be from the East Coast. Like, if you go to a deli and the guy behind the counter doesn't look like an angry uncle, you will not get a good salami. If he's nice to you, if he asks you how your day's going, run. No, he's got to literally just it. yell the number out. What do you want? What do you want? What can I do? Let's go. Exactly. Well, why don't you tell every, so we know you're an East Coaster. Why don't you tell everyone what it is you do? Shout out your Instagram, shout out your podcast. Like, let's hear it. Oh, thank you. All right. So my name is Samaj from New York. You know, that's my personality trait. Hi, I'm from New York. Uh, I'm Megan <laughs> McCain, my father, you know, <laughs> all those fun things, right? So yes, I do have a podcast. It is called Me I Am Canceled Season 1. We're actually about to wrap. Uh, our finale guest is coming out very soon, that's but exciting. we've had Ryan Bailey, we've had Margaret Joseph, we've had Shep, we've had Sasha from Bravo Breakdown, all your fun Bravo level people. You can have Diana in season two. Yeah, on that very soon. And yeah, my Instagram, you can find me at Samaj with an H or Samaj gets canceled, where you'll get all that other content and the rest of my chaos. I love that. So what was the whole thought? Because I love how you are a man with a plan. You're an East Coaster, obviously. Yes. <laughs> you have the seasons all mapped out. So like, what was the thought process? And you're like, season one, like canceled, because nobody wants to be canceled. Like, oh. so what was your like thinking behind that? 
So my thought process for that was we've all been talking about and so wrapped up and engulfed in one way or another cancel culture. I'm like, Mm -hmm. you know what? Let's have fun with it. Let's make it not so serious because at the end of the day, as we see, no matter how much a person gets canceled, they find some way to weasel their way back in. So, you know, I'm like, you know what, let me cancel myself now. So one, I can say whatever the fuck I want without any backlash. And two, let's have a little fun with it. Like, let's take away some of the seriousness, because as I just said, turns out people come back. So it's obviously not that serious. Yeah. Oh, that's so cute. You know who keeps getting canceled and like just comes back? <laughs> Fucking Kelly Dodd. I just like, well, yes. I curse on this podcast Case when my point. mom listens and like, she's gonna be like, you not the F word. But yeah, Kelly Dodd. Um, I spoke about on my last episode, the whole cameo um, controversy she recently had. Did you hear about yeah. that? So for everyone who hasn't listened to last episode, like I forgive you, but let me fill you in for a second. Someone had requested a cameo, which was like a little shout out from a reality celeb or actual celebs are on there too. And the person just filled in their pronouns like she, her, and she went on this whole thing. Someone paid her for this video and she's like, I don't know what pronouns are. Why do you need that? Like I'm fired. I don't care. And then she did this total BS apology. So you being someone who has prematurely canceled yourself, I would say you're definitely an expert on this now. What were your thoughts on her, like that particular controversy and her in general? Like, tell me. So she, just like, you know, her good friend Bronwyn, she's at the point of pot calling the kettle black. She says, Bronwyn is everything for attention. Well, girl, you're fired now. So no one's technically checking for you, but here you are putting yourself out there every chance you get, you know, responding to things that have nothing to do with you, making comments that no one asks for. So you're actually uh, contributing the same amount of thirst as your friend Bronwyn is. She's just more open open about it. So I'm like, all right, well, she's t- she took this as a chance to, you know, keep her name in the press. And what does she keep her name in the press for being at, being an asshole being outrageous being you know like just downright inappropriate so kelly's like oh great here's another chance for me to get some likes some retweets so that's all she's doing she's just playing into her her, her real life villain role that no one asked her or hired her for that no that's exactly my thoughts on it i'm like when are we gonna pull the plug on kelly dodd and like in a way here we are talking about her. So we are kind of feeding exactly. into that like i don't know if you've seen the netflix i just watched last night don't f with cats have you seen that <laughs> I've heard about it. Yeah. Okay. Well, at like at the end, she's like, and we're all to blame for this. Like, if you like true crime, you're feeding into their attention to like a full circle moment. It's kind of like that with Kelly Dodd. But yeah, it's like, (laughs) when, when does it end for her? You know, like she's had everything taken away from her. Yeah, no, the calls come from inside the house. It, it is literally us and her other, like, you know, 25 followers. But um, 25. I don't know, maybe sometime, maybe someday she'll just fade away and we just won't hear from her ever again. I sure hope so. Do you think that um, Orange County has a fighting chance now that, you know, she was let go, Bronwyn was let go, and they're bringing back Heather? I would like it to. I mean, it's our first franchise. I don't mm-hmm. want the OGs to go away. Yeah. You know, they've been doing this forever. Oh, there's literally no OGs on it. You know, I just, know. <laughs> it's, it's wild. It's, it's the principle. It's, you know, like I, I I prefer not to go. If anything, it can, you know, go out to pasture on Peacock. At least we'll still have it there. <laughs> you can just pay, you know, five nine nine a month for it and you know take it or leave it. But I don't want it to go away forever. Come on, it's oh it's OC, it's Orange County. Yeah. Do you think they should bring back any former cast members? Yes, unpopular opinion. Here I go. Um, so <laughs> I was one of the five people that loved Lydia for the show. Okay. I think 
you know, even though she might have came off as, you know, quiet or boring, when she got activated, she was fully on. Yeah. Like, I constantly, uh, subconsciously quote her fight between Shannon. She's like, all right, I can tell we're not going to get along. Like, I say that all the time in the vein of Lydia McLaughlin. So the fact that I remember that says she did something right. Yeah, it's funny you said Lydia. So I have my opinion of her, her first season, I think it was season eight. I was obsessed with Lydia. Like I remember my ex and I watched that season where like, we love this girl. Her mom is hysterical. She's interesting. And then like some of her views started coming out the second season she came on. I'm Mm -hmm. like, I just can't agree with this person morally. And it like made, it translated into the screen. Yeah, and it was weird because, like, we had, you know, Doug, or as she called him, Dougie Fresh, as, like, nice, quiet, like, businessman with a magazine and, like, you know, just totally, like, not involved and not, like, giving a crap, like, what she was doing. And we got her running around OC raising hell. Yes, exactly. Um, She was Bible study on Monday nights on Instagram. I saw that because I went to unfollow her (laughs) recently. And I'm like, oh, okay, I guess she's still making it work for her. So, like, good for her, I guess. I don't know. Um, was the Real Housewives of Orange County your like entree into Bravo or did you start off with another show? So no, it was just my entree into like the concept of Housewives. My first Bravo deep dive or dive in was Kathy Griffin, My Life on the D-List. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Okay. I love that. It's my jam. Yeah, and then from there, you kind of just got into the Housewives everything, and just got sucked in. Everything, bravo. No, like, just everything. Like, I watched, like, the first run of, like, you know, Project Runway with, like, you know, when it was Tim Gunn yeah. doing it. Um, Top Chef when it first started it. Um, all those little one-off shows we had in the mm-hmm. early, middle 2000s. Like, I was just hooked on the network. I was sold all together. I loved Millionaire Matchmaker. Yes. Even though Patty is also not the savory, no, not the most agreed. savory characters. Agreed. Um, although they're supposed to have, I think it, I forgot what the name was, but it was like a working matchmaker show in Atlanta. So I think that'll be like the nostalgia we're longing for with millionaire matchmaker. So I'm a little bit excited about that. I mean, you know, I'm up for it. I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll give it about four episodes. We'll see. We'll see. Where okay. That's like the four or five episode housewife rule. Yes. <laughs> Um, speaking of new housewives, um, I want to get your opinion. So we are introduced to quite a few new housewives this mm-hmm. season. Uh, Potomac, we went, we met Mia and you actually, you got to go to a Potomac event. Was it? I did. Yes. Meet so, the cast. Yeah, tell me all about it. So it was really fun. Bravo threw us a free event. Thank you. Bravo. Um, they let us meet the ladies. So there were two sessions. It was an AM and a PM. Mm-hmm. I worked my way into both. Uh, the morning <laughs> session that. was, and I think this might be our reunion couches. The morning session was the Grand Dame, Karen. Mm-hmm. It was Ashley Roller Derby. It was Dr. Wendy and Mia. Okay. So I think maybe somehow they come to like terms enough to be on the same couch. Okay. Uh, obviously I have no fact in this. We're on episode three, so we, yeah, we don't know yet. We're just sprinkling but, um, allegedly into there. Yes. Like, mm-hmm. All allegations here. <laughs> and then PM session was the green eyed bandits, Giselle and Robin, uh-huh. new friend of Ascala and candy gal. So I guess at some point they all worked their stuff out. Like, I think the way they were paired together at that event is going to reflect what we see at the end of the season. That's so interesting. And how did they all interact? Like, were they getting along? Were they putting on a face for the public? Uh, no, they all seemed like really chill. So like, they all like, they would check themselves in and they would go to like the press room, which was like behind the space. 
and then uh they came all all came out for the meet and greet and okay. then there was like a watch the show like we got to see episode one before it aired okay and they were all like spread out so it seemed like everything was fine or if there if it wasn't they weren't put together a lot for them to you know really talk and like you know hash things out okay were they nice to you they were all very nice. I was wearing my Karen Huger face mask. So like everyone was like obsessed with it. So and funny cute. thing is, Karen was the last one to see it. Like Ashley saw it first and started laughing. Dr. Whitney saw it. Mia saw it. And I'm like, Karen, Karen, look, look at his mask. And she's like, oh, I love that. That's so funny. Yeah. Who are you? So now watching it unfold in real time, like whose side are you on when it comes to Mia and Wendy? Because they're beefing this season. Yeah, so I'm definitely taking up the side of a doctor, Dr. Wendy, because mm. it's her second season. And I'm now I'm trying to uh, rehab in my own brain, at least the image of the second season curse. I'm like, you know what? This is her stepping into, okay, I have an idea of what this role is. Let me try this new thing. So I think Dr. Wendy is just workshopping a few things like, you know, Zen Wen, the candles, <laughs> you know, second season. They're like, all right, what's your business? What's your stick? Yeah. Give us something. And she's like, all right, I'll do a candle. So I think that's where we are now. We're at that second season. I gotta, I gotta figure out my place. I have to have a fake business for one season. And you know, I gotta, you know, show them, show them they made a good good choice with picking me to come back. Yeah. I it's always hard. I always feel like whatever edit you get the first season, you get the opposite the second. So if you mm-hmm. got that bad edit the first season, everyone loves you the next, and then vice versa. I was such a Wendy fan the first season she was on, and now it's just yeah. It's hard to watch her. Like, I know she really is likable. Yeah. Um, she's a good mom. She's intelligent as all hell. But it's just four so degrees. hard. <laughs> yeah, four degrees. She, she won't let us forget that. No. It's just hard when we see her, like, coming for Mia. Like, there's definitely a little jealousy there, I would say. Um, so it's just been hard watching her come for Mia. And I, I'm liking Mia, too. I think she's a little bit open. I think part of her is kind of playing it up, like, almost the first season edit like I gotta show like oh okay I want to come back the next season exactly do you like me too yeah like you know anyone joining the show they're they're here for a reason we know what this is we know what they're signing up for like housewives is too established for you to pretend that like you don't know or you you have no clue Mm -hmm. but um to answer that question no I am enjoying Mia it's it's a new face it's a fresh face it's a refreshed face that <laughs> <laughs> she gets Botox and fillers like every Among four weeks. Among other so, things. <laughs> you know, she's definitely keeping uh, the plastic surgery industry alive and well, which I support anyone who stimulates any economy. So Hell I yeah. like her for that. And I think she's going to, you know, bring her own little, her own little quirky flavor. Um, we, we're having some issues with, you know, some, uh, some timeline things, the storyline, like, were you a bartender? Are you a stripper? Are you 30? Are you 36? But yeah. you know, fine. Housewives fodder, right? I think by the end of the season, she'll have it all together. I mean, we see her throwing salad at Candace. So eventually something else happens. <laughs> so I think we won't be stuck in this whole, you know, Zen Wen thing forever. I think we'll move past it. Uh, yeah, I definitely agree. And I hope so. What are your thoughts? Because we brought up Candace a few seconds ago. What are you thinking about her now that Monique is out of the picture? Do you find Candace like more tolerable? Do you, what do you think? So I've actually always liked Candace because um, I feel like in my eyes, she's always never 
shied away. She's always almost kind of acknowledged that she's a brat and she's leaning into her brattiness. And I like someone who can own whatever they are, whatever it's good, bad, or in between. So I think she knows she's a spoiled brat and she's like, yeah, look, it is what it is. Like, you know, my mom takes care of me. What about it? Mm-hmm. So I like that she was always just like dramatic and like, you know, over the top, like a housewife should be. So I've always been a fan of her because I'm like, this girl is out of control, but I love it. Yeah, I agree. I mean, she was a little bit hard. I think I was team Monique within certain reasonings. Like you should never right. put your hands on someone else, but like- right. Overall, I loved Monique, but I think I'm finding her more tolerable this season. I'm finding the dynamic with her and Chris, like Chris trying to be the momager. So I love it. So cute. <laughs> yeah, that's like so interesting to me. And it's cool seeing her step into a role of a stepmom. That too. And also musician. You know, I love a housewives musician storyline. Like I need Melissa yes. Gorga to come back. I need another song from Kim and Candy to fight over. I'm so excited for our original Countess Christmas song. Like yes. I love when the housewives take to the mic like we're doing now. So oh, yes. I heard that Candy Gal was giving us not just, you know, drive back that great single, but an album and possibly like a mini tour. So, you know, I'll be there front row when she plays uh, Washington, D.C. <laughs> so I'm I'm enjoying everything she's giving. And this whole like, you know, can we fix it with Karen? I think she's going to fix it to the point where she can film with her because she knows Karen's a fan favorite and everybody is it's going to want to film with Karen in the past year or nothing. Even Giselle, that's why she fights with her because she knows right. fans love Karen. Right. Um, with Karen, it was interesting how last season Wendy was like, well, I'm not going to back down and like kiss your ass, like for lack of a better way to put it. And then this right. season she's like, can you critique my candles? Do you, <laughs> what do you think about that? Like, is that just Wendy playing the game? Yeah, because she knows Karen's the fan favorite. She knows she's got to kiss the ring a little bit. And if she wants to stay, she knows she's got to have at least one strong person that she can kind of, you know, link herself to, to, you know, like protect herself and make herself look good. Because fans go, well, well, you know, if Karen likes her, you know, if Giselle likes her, then, you know, it's good. So I think she's, uh, again, just playing the game and trying to keep it for three, four, and five. Because as we see, you know, as much as she loves being a teacher and a professor, I think she's also stepping into or really trying to lean into being a housewife or a personality now. Yeah. I mean, that's everyone on these shows. It's right. just, I'm wondering if it makes her a little bit of a sellout to like, cause she stuck to her morals so much that first season and she came in hot and that was why I loved her. So to see her go back on and be like, Oh, Karen, Hey, look my candle. Right. Yeah. Well- well, you know what? We're only three episodes in, so maybe mid-season, end of season, she'll be back to that girl we met last year. There's so much so. time. I'm sure we got a long season ahead. Like, Robin mm-hmm. knows we need more Potomac, so I'm excited to see where all of this goes. Potomac is definitely, like, carrying the network on its back right now. Yeah, it's been solid for the last three seasons. I yes. mean, I still think season four is, like, a standout season. The yes. whole... <laughs> you know, butter knife of it all. But I mm-hmm. offered her, I invited her into my home. I offered her a beverage. Yes. Like anyone who's raised with like manners and etiquette knows exactly what Candace was talking about. She's like, you know, I invited her in. I offered her a beverage. Like, you know, you don't offer a beverage to someone you don't like or maybe someone you don't care for or you don't invite them in your home either. So mm-hmm. I, I'm just stuck on that line. And then of course, you know, at the, <laughs> at the barbecue, you know, the bar soap, you might want to help your husband with that. Like, come on, season four, yes. iconic, truly. It's so funny you said the beverage line because my friend just texted me that like the other day. It's truly one that like sticks out in people's minds. 
it's serious it's relatable if you were raised properly and raised right you understand exactly what she means yes i love that so being the east coast guy you are i know another one of your favorite franchises is new jersey yes and you are a big margaret josephs fan right and teresa stan yes i love teresa I'm an og well. tree hugger die hard Same. Tree hugger. Same. Yes. I think Teresa, I don't know if she still does, but like she followed me on Twitter. This was like yes. years ago. Way back when, like season two, right? Yes. She was my she first housewife follow on Twitter. Yeah. She's so cute. What do you think is going to happen this season? Because it looks like with all, you know, Melissa had a huge party in Tom's River and Jennifer wasn't there. So does that beef continue? Like, give us your predictions. Okay. So number one, the beef has to continue. Cause if Melissa is not fighting with Jen, what is Melissa doing? True. She can only fight with Teresa, but for so long, cause she gets tired. She can't follow through. I mean, her tossing that cheese pot of him, picking it up two seconds later. Come on. Like that's weak. That's weak sauce. You didn't follow through. You pumped yeah. out like, uh, so I hope, you know, actually what I hope is happening is that Jen's like, you know what? No, I'm not going to fight with you. Go find your own storyline. I mean, how funny would that be? And oh like, my God, get, I would like, love you know, that. The TV version of, of, of that, you know, however, however, they have to, however they have to say it so it works for the show. I hope that's like what's actually happening because people are saying, oh, you know, maybe Jen got fired. Jen got demoted. Jen's not going anywhere. No, I don't think she did no. either. And uh, unfortunately, we might have to watch this whole Teresa and Louis thing play out. Obviously at this point, I hope, you know, having dealt with the Joe Judice of it all. She's kind of learned what to watch for in these men and mm -hmm. how to like, you know, protect yourself. And if that's the case, and if this man makes her happy, regardless of his past or whatever, I hope, you know, she's aware and she's protecting herself and her family. Yeah, there if, are so yeah. many rumors about that guy. So many, so many. But at this point, you know, she's been through so much. I think she's like, you know what, whatever. Cause she's coming from the mind of, you know, I'm in the public eye too. There's things about me in the press and she probably is from that van. Like, you know, it's not true until I see it. Don't you think it's interesting how she, with the other women, she's like alpha dog, like so tough, like nobody messes with me. And the mm -hmm. second there's like a man involved, she's like a little piece of potty. Yeah, well, you know, it's that old school mentality. Uh-huh. <laughs> Gotta be a tough broad for everybody else. Wanted to man, she can be all mushy gushy and just melt in his arms. Yeah. Oh yeah. That is the that. Italian way. I'm I'm like that myself, like out here, like in public in the streets, like don't fuck with me, like fuck you up. But when I'm with my friends, I'll be soft, I'll relax, I'll cry, I'll like you're an honorary Italian, like I've named you. So I've been told like my whole life, but you know, like <laughs> I get it. So that's that's another reason why I connect with Jersey because I understand that lifestyle. I know that lifestyle. I grew up around it. It just makes sense to me. It feels at home. Yeah. So Jersey, Jersey feels like home, even though I famously being a New Yorker, it's just, I'm just anti New Jersey off of that. The houses <laughs> of New Jersey, I'm just all for. It's so funny because when uh, New York came out and I was living on Staten Island at the time and New York City came out, I was like, I can't really relate to this whole like Upper East Side thing. But then when Jersey came out, I'm like, no, this is like more my style because yes. people who are from that area, it's like Staten Island and like Jersey, they're like brother, like as much as we don't want to admit it, so like close. it's like brother and sister, although Two we have the, the better stadium. pizza, like right. New York has the better pizza. Sorry, Jersey. I love you, but. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's this is a situation. But um, shout, speaking of Staten Island, shout out to Mob Wives. Oh my that god, I loved Mob show. Wives. Six seasons of iconic television, I tell you. 
Um, I have at home back, this was years ago, one of my coworkers knew I love mob wives. And mm -hmm. the day after Big Ange died, he's like, come oh. here, I have a surprise for you. And he hands me, like, I'm good friends with him and his mom. And he hands me a bottle of wine she signed. He's like, my mom oh. wanted you to have this. So it's back home in Jersey. That's so sweet. I love that. Similarly, yeah. when she passed, may she rest in peace. Big mm -hmm. Angel now, Big Ange to Big Angel. Uh, MTV threw like a memorial party for yeah. her. And I got to go to that. Um, but they wouldn't let me in because I was two months away from being 21. And because they served because they served alcohol, I couldn't go in. But because I was in the lobby, I got to meet some of the talent. So I got to meet Vinny from Jersey Shore. Mm -hmm. I got to meet um, Ange's sister, Janine, such a sweet, sweet oh, yeah, lady. Yeah, yeah. And I got to meet um, Drita again. I love Drita. Drita was my yeah. favorite. It was it was very sweet, a very touching event. And um, you know, I honestly think about this woman all the time. Like she she is reality TV gold. And I like the wise guys. <laughs> little Louie. <laughs> she was so oh, good. Oh my God. Freaking yes. love. RIP Big Ange. We're pouring yes. one out for you, babe. Yes, we love you. <laughs> so if Big Ange would probably be your mob wives bestie, I ask everyone on this show, who would your Bravo bestie be? And what would you guys do like on a day together? Okay, so my Bravo bestie would be Teresa. Mm. So this is similar. This reminds me of uh, our good friend, Taria. So she sometimes she'll ask a guest, what's your perfect day with, with, uh, with like your perfect housewife or your housewife's couple? Oh, cute, yeah. And even though... I haven't been on in a while. She hasn't asked me that question. I always tell them, like, so my perfect day is the day with Teresa. I'm like, we wake up, we we feed the kids breakfast, then we go to the gym, then we pick them up from school, we drop Adrian off the gymnastics, <laughs> we pick them up, we put them to bed, G, we make, make sure G is there to watch them, and then we go out at night for drinks in the city, and then we go home. That's I my perfect love day. That. Wait, I love that. I love how your day revolves around her daily schedule and making yes. sure her kids are okay. Cause my answers are always like, Oh, like Lala and I would like pull up in the bends <laughs> and like go shopping or some shit or like Dorit would let me raid her closet. <laughs> and like, you're thoughtful and you're like, yes, we're making her kids breakfast. And I'm like, yes. give me money bitches. <laughs> well, I watch her stories all the time. So she's she's showing us waking, waking up in the morning, thinking about so many things, <laughs> exactly. getting breakfast, taking them to school. So I already know what I'm going to be doing. We're, we're going to go to the gym maybe twice. We're going to be trained by her, by her trainer, Tracy, who's going to yell at us. We're going to go home, pick the kids up, make them dinner. Then we're going to go out. I love that. I'm coming too. Please do. Yes. One of the other things, yes. Oh my God. Uh, pineapple is my favorite fruit. So like yes. just hearing about the added benefits. Fantastic. The best. My go-to now as a sober Sally at the bar is pineapple juice and seltzer. Cute. I like that. Yes. I it's love pretty. that. It tastes good. I'm getting my vitamin C, which we, which is like vital in these uh, COVID times, but um, yeah, you know, it's fun. I really enjoy my pineapple and seltzers. You could like stick a flower in it and it could be yeah. pretty tropical. Some Red Bull if you're tired like I did an hour before I came to this recording. I was at the Friday's bar. It's my best friend's birthday. We went to Six Flags for her birthday. We went to a hibachi place for dinner and like, oh, you know, we so still, fun. we need something else. So we found a Friday's and we like sat at the bar and they sang to her. But uh, while they were having like their margaritas, I'm like, I'll just take a pineapple with seltzer and Red Bull. So I was just sipping that for like an hour. That's so cute. Wait, so you're staying in Jersey? Yes, tonight. And then I think I, I know the Fridays that you're talking about because it's near yeah. a hotel. Mm -hmm. Yeah, okay. I'm at the East Windsor Cranberry Holiday Inn. 
Okay. Yeah. I know exactly where you're talking about. That's so funny. That's what I love about yes. like this Jersey, like small world, you know, like yes. everyone knows each other in Jersey. The tri-state area is literally six degrees of separation. Someone's cousin, someone's uncle, someone's boss, someone's friend, someone's ex. Yeah. It's crazy. My, um, back. my friend, like very good family friend, like we went to kindergarten together. Her mom worked mm-hmm. as a receptionist in a dentist office at one point. And like anyone who will walk in and be like, did you go to school with my Christina? Yep. And it's like someone she hasn't seen in like 20 years. And like, she knew it. Oh yeah. We know her. Yeah, exactly. Um, one more thing I want to touch on Jersey before we move on. And we kind of brought this up at the very beginning, mm-hmm. but the whole loyalty thing is another aspect of Jersey that if you're just not from the East coast, you don't, you get, don't it. get it. No. And a lot of people rag on Dolores and they're like, she's blindly loyal to Teresa. What do you have to say to those people who just don't get it? We are not blindly loyal. When we need to address our friends, we do it in private. You'll never see it because we have our friends backed in public and private. We're going to stick with them. We're ride or die. So whether they're right, wrong, or indifferent, if we're in public, you're going to see me right there next to them acting a fool too. And Vin, if I really feel like you're out of control either that night when we're alone or the next day, Vin, I will tell you one-on-one. You don't need to see everything. You need to know everything I'm doing. And yeah, I get it. That's why I've shown you real life, but that's my real life. I'm really that way. I'm really ride or die. Sorry, you don't like it, but that's how I run my friendships. Yes. We go deep. Preach. And I think it says a lot because I always find that the East Coast friendships, they last a very long time. Like these shows, they're going on years and years and years of friendships. Mm -hmm. It's almost, I think that Shaw's would be compatible with Jersey. Well, you know, season one, they were like in Great Neck for quite some time. They were yeah. in Long Island. So yes, exactly. East Coast, it all it all comes back to East Coast connection. Exactly. Yeah. Um, another East Coast show I know you're a fan of that I want to get on is Summer House. Yes, we love Summer House. And there's a lot changing with Summer House because Hannah is gone, and then we have some new additions. We have the whole summer house winter charm winter lucky charms yeah i know it's the worst title for a show this winter house but you know winter house was right there bravo doesn't want us to have nice things no not at all so tell me what are you looking forward to this season are you relieved hannah's gone do you think that luke you know get some pressure off his back tell me your thoughts so hannah is actually on tour now doing comedy uh she's having fun with that she yeah. sometimes has des there and you know she'll get a little local comedian to open for her she's trying out some things mm-hmm. uh yes i actually went to one of those uh shows that she oh my god you go played, to everything <laughs> and i will say the funniest person was not hannah who was it it was a des uh second funniest they're fun the funniest person on that bill was the opening act this girl named olga namer Okay. And like her, you know, set is about her uh, coming out of the Orthodox Jewish lifestyle, you know, being gr- growing up in it. Marrying oh, that's so into interesting. It, it was so funny. I think it landed because, again, East Coast, we mm-hmm. get that. Like, we understand a whole lifestyle. Um, so I really enjoyed her set. Evan does half of his bit was about, you know, being from Queens and then, you know, living in Ireland and being sober there. And then he talked about how he had uh, testicular cancer, which was like wild. Oh my God, Don't wow. know how he turned into comedy, but we all laugh. He's like, no, it's okay to laugh. And he's like, no, fuck you. So it was like really <laughs> funny. Yeah. So yeah, it was funny. And the problem with Hannah's jokes was that 
a lot of her material was like recycled as in it would be a tweet or a post like one of her big punchlines was like you know um she's like you know so i was reading this guy's dating profile and he said you know if you don't like the office we can't get along and her wait for it her punchline was liking the office is not a personality trait diana how many times have we seen that meme (laughs) oh my god that's embarrassing Right. So hopefully, you know, she'll like, you know, keep working on the craft and really spend some time and really dig in and dig from her own life. Um, but if she continues on this route, I'm not sure how far she'll go. Cause yeah. I was wondering if people were laughing, but then like in the middle of the show, she goes, where's my giggly squad? And the whole room was like, ah, uh, so I don't know if they're just giving laughs. Cause giggly squad loves everything her and Paige do. Sure. Um, I don't even remember when she came on season one, she didn't brand herself as a comedian, did she? I don't Maybe. think so. Honestly, it's such a long, I, I, I couldn't tell you. <laughs> no, I remember, I think she worked for Betches. I don't know. Mm-hmm. She, yeah. yeah, she did. Her, Jordan, and Paige, like, that, that, that's how they all came about. Yeah, so it's just weird. Like, it's one of those, all right, now I'm on a show and I think I can, ho- I get salty girl. about this. Cause yeah. like, obviously I knew since I was two, I wanted to be a host and my mom and I would play the Rosie O'Donnell show, but that's neither Aww. here nor there. Yes. Love that show. Yeah, right? And I would get, I get so mad now watching like these award shows and they're like, we're putting Addison Ray or whatever the hell her name is on the yes. red carpet. And I'm like, what did you, I spent how many thousands of dollars on a degree so I can do this? Right. And now it's useless. Like, so that's just a, it's a touchy subject with me. Oh, I can, I can only imagine. I, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, a little tangent there, but it pissed me off. So needless to say, I'm kind of excited to see Hannah go. And I think it'll be interesting to see Paige kind of come into her own. Yes. Because we've just seen her like in Hannah's shadow for the past couple of seasons. Yeah. And you know what? I'm learning as hard as it is. I'm learning to just kind of. I don't want to use this word, but trust the process and like, you know, <laughs> trust Bravo's casting because sometimes they get it right. Like, you know, they're killing it with Crystal. People are enjoying, you know, Rashad and Ebony to a degree. Mm-hmm. And uh, like, you know, the first time they made a big cut, you know, getting rid of Vicky, I'm like, how dare you? But, you know, like the show in a way did carry on. It was able to continue. Mm-hmm. You know, they got readily in it did quote unquote carry on and did continue. Bethany leaves every five minutes, the show still goes on. So I've been, I'm like, well, to like, you know, just take the show for what it is, enjoy it for this season. If I don't like it, get ready for the next one and just kind of, you know, take it at face value and not get so overly invested because it's clear now, no one's safe. Right. I think Summer House too was another, like, like Potomac, it was off to a slow start and it just became one of Bravo's like top tier shows. And it's just another one where the relationships on the show are so strong in real life and that's why it works. And that's why Hannah didn't work. Yes. And that's another thing I loved about Summer House because you being a, you know, historian, like me, a Bravo historian, <laughs> they've had a few, you know, Long Island shows. They had Secrets and Wives. Yeah. And Princesses, yeah. And none of those really stuck. So it's nice for them, like, you know, two years later to kind of st- struck gold with Summer House. And when it started back in 20, I want to say 16, mm-hmm. I was of age where I could be going out and partying. So I'm like, oh, I'm like the home. My hands is New York. I'm like, this, this feels, this feels right. This feels natural. They had real jobs too. Like, you know, they yes. worked throughout the week and they partied on the weekend. So I was sold on it season one episode one. I'm like, this is like my lifestyle in a mm-hmm. way. So I was always here for Summer House. 
Yeah. I love um, when you said something about like the cast going to work. I love that Danielle is still very much that worker yes. and part. And she gets a lot of flack. Like on my TikTok, a lot of people are like, oh, she's so boring. What does she do? But I'm like, she represents us as the viewer. Because when, especially this season, the dynamic was different because they were trapped in the house essentially because mm-hmm. of COVID. But you saw her during the week. She had like her pajama pants on, yeah. her blazer up top. With the head. Like that was all of us this year. So relatable. Yeah, I've always liked Danielle. She joined us, you know, in season two as like kind of like a friend of, but she's always stuck around. So if nothing else, that's a testament of one, she's really friends with them. Yeah. And two, you know, the camera still sees something in her. And this year we all finally saw it. So I'm happy that she's finally having her moment in the sun. Do you think we're going to get Kyle and Amanda's wedding on the show? I would like to see it. I know, me too. I'd really would like to see it. But if not, you know we're going to see it on, on freaking Instagram because yeah. Kyle posts all day. Amanda posts quite often. Their friends are definitely going to post. So we will get this wedding one way or another. Yeah, and her shower was recently. And like, I'm at the age where like everyone but me is getting married and having kids. Same. And I know like, the shower yeah, yeah. on our own pants. Um, yeah, you know. The shower is like a few weeks before the wedding. So like, I'm wondering like... Mm following that timeline i mean i guess we'll have to watch what happens right we will have to watch what happens (laughs) so i have a couple of fun like would you rather questions yes you want to play i'm game baby let's go okay so would you rather have a failed business venture as a housewife mm-hmm. or do a house renovation that we hear about but never see a la Heather Dubrow? <laughs> so um, I would rather have a housewife's business because I know I can do it and there's no real consequences. If it fails, it fails. Try it again next season. If it's successful, then I got more money. I don't know. I love that. Um, the next one and the following three are ones I've played with Larry and Sabina and they were a lot of fun. So would you mm-hmm. rather as a housewife go through a divorce on the show or go through a financial lawsuit like a la Erica Jane, perhaps a Jen Shaw? Um, I think I'd like to go through a divorce. Mm-hmm. Well, let me rephrase, not like to. I think I would choose yeah. going through a divorce because similarly at the start of pandemic, like right before lockdown, I basically went through a divorce with two people who I was friends with, like so close. I thought they were going to be in my life forever, but we had one really big falling out and I haven't spoken to them since January, 2020. And these are people I thought I'd be in my life forever. So I had to basically go through what was like a breakup for all 20. I was crying like every day, (laughs) like no one knew about it. I was just so upset. I'm like, how did this happen? How did we get here? It was very, you know, Kyle Rich is looking back. I'm like, we were all so happy that day. It was <laughs> so hard to imagine just how bad things was to become. And it did. Like, I was heartbroken all of 2020. So I can imagine that's kind of similar or maybe in the same ballpark of going through a divorce, except I wasn't filmed. But I felt like I was being filmed. Like, another day of this, another day of this. Oh, my God. Like, when it, when's my heart going to stop hurting? Oh, and then, like, a plus to that is you could get your single and fun on the town arc on the show. Yes. Exactly. Teresa. Or Fun Shannon. <laughs> exactly. We love Fun Shannon. You, so, I do. I actually do. I Just do too. I do too. Um, I wears a heart on her sleeve, and I like that about her. And yeah. you know, we watch we, we we watched a man fall out of love with her and like not care about her and 
as dramatic as she was being. I think that, I think that's what happens sometimes when you know someone who you thought you'd have in your life forever, you try to fix it, you thought you were doing good, only to have the rug at the end of the day still pulled out from under you. Yeah, and like not for nothing, she dodged a bullet. Yes, because he's gross. He's crazy town. Ugh. Oh my god, yeah. we can't stand him. Yuck. Um, would you rather, if you were a housewife, be a one season wonder that everyone loves or be a villain who sticks around for years? The villain who sticks around for years. Cause Ooh. I can try out every business I've ever wanted to pre housewife wife and see which one sticks. Interesting. But like everyone hates you. That's okay. Uh, so, um, the audience can hate me. Um, you know, my cut, my cast members can hate me, but if it's a housewife show, they know I'll be like, you know, helping them keep their own checks. And <laughs> producers will love that too. You know, you know, production loves a villain. No one loves, a, no one loves to build more to production. So I think True. I would have a long, a long career because one season I can capitalize, but how long is that going to last? Right. I think Larry had a similar answer to you for everyone listening. Larry is Bravo by gaze. I think he Love said Larry. that. Yeah. Larry's awesome. He said that like, he wants to collect that check. So yes. I can see that. Um, yeah. Oh wait. I think that was, yeah, that was my last fun little, would you rather. That was so much fun. I love yeah, that. Yeah, Me too. Well, before we wrap up this like half hour, I don't know, however long it was, time is just a concept in our minds. Yes. <laughs> it flew by so quickly. So I want you to remind everyone where they can find you. Tell us all the fun little projects you got coming up. Anything you want to plug? Absolutely. So first of all, again, thank you so much. I love the Believe in Bravo Bestie show. I was thank asking you. the second it came out, where do I where do I subscribe? How do I get here? And I've listened to every episode and each one's been better than the last. Oh like God, I love you. it really is that vibe of like, you know, it's just Diana and her girls hanging out. You're just they're just catching up and they happen to be talking about Bravo. It all compliment. feels like familial and close. And I just love listening to the show. I DM her, I'm like, hey, great episode. I really enjoyed this one. So I'm really, really excited to be here. Oh. Um, but again, thank you so much again you can find me on instagram at samaj with an h or samaj gets canceled i will not spell it diana will be a gracious host and put it in the bio for you absolutely (laughs) on twitter at samaj xcx and like i said i am coming to a close wrapping up season one of my show and you can expect season two this fall oh oh thank you so much for joining me Thank you for having, thank you so much. Oh my God, of course. This was so much fun. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.